You're listening to The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to trash since Welcome to the GGTMC. We are back yet again. Yeah. Woo. Feels great to be back. <laughs> Feels like only yesterday. Feels like only 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were finishing up one episode and going into another. Uh, yeah. So we are back. Um, this week we're going to talk about uh, a couple more random selections. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Jungle Ground from 1995, directed by Don Allen, uh, starring one Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, and um, (laughs) Creep uh, from 2014, directed by Patrick Bryce, starring one Patrick Bryce and uh, Mark Duplass, I believe it's Mark. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Jay's the other one, Jay's actually, Jay's actually in The Oath, oddly. Uh, uh, That's a bit of kismet. I talked about that last week, yeah. Yeah, Jay and Mark don't really look alike, but uh, uh-uh. the, they're interesting guys. I'll give them credit for that. They're interesting. So at least. I've enjoyed most of the stuff they do, really, to be honest with you. Um, okay, so that is what we are covering this week. Uh, I don't really know what else to say <laughs> in the intro here. Uh, don't really have much. Let's get into what we've been watching. I don't really have anything. I, I, I always think there's like this major announcement I need to make, or like I need to talk about what I've been doing in my life and stuff. But uh, I have nothing. Not really. I have nothing. Not really. Nothing. Uh, so a couple things here. Uh, I watched the documentary Film Worker uh, from 2017 about Leon Vitale, uh, who was the assistant to uh, Stanley Kubrick for many years, um, and I really like this. Uh, you know, it's. A really interesting, fascinating look, not only into um, Kubrick and the way that he worked, but into the sort of obsession, uh, dedication that uh, the people around him uh, would tend to have none more than uh, Vitaly, apparently. Uh, And the guy loves it. The guy loves, you know, that he's done this with his life, that he's dedicated himself uh, so entirely um, to the vision of, uh, of one man. Uh, yeah. Who's not him? 
yeah. and I think that that's really really interesting. Um, yeah, and it's it's really well made. I mean, there's a little bit of uh, animation here and there, uh, but it it fits for the most part. Um, and it's just uh, it's fun to listen to uh, this guy and just the 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 grueling. Um, circumstances that he was uh that he had to perform under uh and perform you know for a perfectionist is just uh insane to me yeah uh, so yeah. really good movie though yeah i think uh, the one thing all these uh, kubrick documentaries have come out the one thing i've realized about kubrick is uh he <laughs> he i wouldn't say he was a slave driver type but i would definitely say mm-hmm. that he expected you to be as obsessed with the, whatever he was working on as he was. Yeah. 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 Uh, whether you were his driver or his, uh, assistant or whatever you were, he expected, you know, if you're going to be working with him, you're going to, this is going to be your life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and for the most part, he got it from people. So, Hey, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that also comes from being, you know, so excruciatingly, uh, talented, uh, yeah. you know, people want to live in that orbit. So, yeah, I just don't, you got to do what you got to do. The more and more as time's gone by, I just don't think there'll ever be another Stanley Kubrick. I just don't think there ever Hell will no. be. Hell no. I just don't think there ever will be. No. No, I find that very difficult to to fathom at this point in time. Totally. Uh, who, yeah, who could say? You know, I mean, never I mean, say never, but. Yeah, there's been filmmakers that obviously ape his style and stuff like that. I mean, that's that you sure. can do that. But I just think coming away from it, uh, being totally unique, he was certainly that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and I went from that to obviously uh, the logical choice would be 1982's Forced Vengeance uh, with Chuck Norris. Yeah, um, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Th- th- is that not? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Kubrick, Kubrick was huge on Norris films. Oh God, yeah, uh, <laughs> as he should be. Yeah. Um, and this one, yeah, I, I've been kind of trying to reach back into the old grab bag of Chuck Norris uh, for like the earlier stuff, like uh, A Force of One, uh, Good Guys Wear Black, that kind of thing. Uh, and this was one of the only ones that uh, Netflix had on DVD. So uh, I watched it, and wow, uh, I did not really care for this as much as I would have liked to. Uh, it is extraordinarily bland, uh, even for a Chuck Norris movie. Mm. Um, and it just, yeah, it just kind of lays there. Um, it, it has the these <laughs> these little dream vision sequences that. Uh, that pop up and then, you know, you got, uh, more of Chuck Norris's, um, thoughts, you know, kind of in voiceover, kind of <laughs> oh. like you got in the octagon, Oh God! <laughs> uh, but you get in this one too. Ninja. Um, I thought all the ninja were dead. <laughs> Sakura. <laughs> um, so yeah, but this is, this is not a spot on the octagon. I'll say that much about it. No. Uh, but it's kind of in that in that you know sort of uh, Glickenhaus Shapiro sort of uh, vein. Um, yeah, I, I really was was kind of hoping for a bit more from this. Um, it just didn't deliver. So, but uh, yeah, when I get to the other ones, maybe they'll they'll be a little more satisfying. Um, that's all I got, man. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I got a few things I can talk about. Please uh, do. Try to get into them here. Uh, <laughs> So I watched that. Uh, I watched the uh, remake, or not the remake, the reboot, or maybe I don't know what you would call that re that twenty eighteen Halloween, but that's what I watched. Uh, it's a sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel. Yeah, I guess that's mm-hmm. right. I guess that, that is why I'm so confused because I'm not used to a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a comic book film, so it's a sequel. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so that's what what it is, right? Is is it is it saying that Halloween two didn't happen? Uh, pretty much, it's saying that everything past the first Halloween did not happen. Mm. I always have a problem with that because I think Halloween two is fine. <laughs> I like Halloween two for what it is. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, I like it too. It works I mean, well enough. I think Halloween one, two, and, and if you want to make this one the third one, I think that's fine. I think sure. that, that would work uh, as the general kind of move forward. So anyway, I watched it. This is David Gordon Green, uh, written by Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. There's actually there's an affection for the Halloween franchise here and an affection for Michael Myers and the Laurie Strode character and stuff. I didn't really love the way this thing kind of started out. I got to be honest mm-hmm. with you there. Uh, I thought the the podcast, uh, the uh, these podcasters, uh, I thought they were a little overly aggressive and exploitative. Uh, first of all, I don't know any... Of course, things happen throughout the film, and you kind of realize what's going on a little bit. Uh, well, completely um, at some point. But at first, I'm like, you know, no, no doctor in his right mind, no, no facility in the right mind would let him somebody bring a mask in. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Look at the mask, Michael. You know, <laughs> my. <laughs> well, it does wind up making sense, though. It does, and you know, the things that kind of transpire after that and stuff. So something happens along the way incidentally with those podcasters that immediately then at that point i'm immediately bought into the movie yes at that point i'm like okay now we got now we got a halloween movie now you're cooking with gas yeah yeah uh which is odd you say that because uh there is some cooking with gas in the movie there is a little bit (laughs) so uh it ends up being pretty fun and you know the michael myers uh character uh, i know nick castle did some of the scenes and uh it works uh there's I think I told you this. I know I told you this, as a matter of fact, because I just told you a couple hours ago um, <laughs> that, you know, there's there's this affection almost for the, I, w- I won't say for the character of Michael Myers, but for maybe the cinematic uh, effect that Michael Myers has maybe had on a generation of of filmmakers. There's an affection yeah, for yeah. it almost, in, almost like a tinge of bittersweetness in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is really odd in a slasher film, first of all, but it actually works. And it was kind of a weird thing. And I kind of enjoyed that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a perfectly fine Halloween film. Uh, I think so. I, it worked uh, It worked really well for me. Yep. I mean, I can't complain. Uh, I enjoyed it and had a good time with it. I mean, I guess if I had anything to say, I'd say that maybe it was a little long in the tooth sometimes. But, man, there's some really good stuff in it. I tell you, that first time Michael Myers uh, ends up in that neighborhood – uh, those scenes with him walking around, the tracking shots and stuff like that, that stuff's really good. Yeah. That stuff is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Green really brings his A-game to this thing. Yeah, and so there's some really fun stuff in there. Um, So I had a good time with it. Uh, took my son and one of his friends to see Shazam. Oh, The DC okay. movie, yeah. So it looked like it was kind of lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Uh, And it is, for the most part. Is that, is that Black Adam in that, or no? No, 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 no. That is, uh, I don't know what that character's name would be. Because um, I, I have no idea who the villain was in this thing. I thought yeah. it was going to be Black Adam. but You know, I, I don't know if they ever give him a name. <laughs> okay. But, you know, shame on me, as a Shazam fan, maybe it's a a famous uh, bad guy, and I didn't, uh, but I never really remember him mentioning his name. Uh, let's see what do they say here. Mark Strong plays the bad guy. Doctor Thaddeus Savannah. Oh, okay, Savannah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think he is a a bit of a heavy. Oh, uh, he's yeah, he's one of the classic uh, the Savannah family. Yeah, just kind of like the the Marvel family. Yeah, but I not the uh, not the 
heavy than I'm used to with Shazam World. I mean, the heavy – Right. Well, but, but I, I tend to think either Savannah, Mr. Mind, or Black Adam are like the three biggies. Yeah. Like big biggies. Yeah. Remind me to tell you something. I don't want to give anything away, but remind me to tell okay. you something when we go to break. Uh, cool. The uh, Well, maybe I will. Maybe I won't tell you. I don't know. Maybe I should. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe Come I'll, on. Yeah, get you nice and erect and then walk away. Too late. <laughs> the, uh, uh, but it's a fun movie. It really it really was fun. And uh, I, I'd say that people are probably going to like this compared to other DC movies because it is kind of more in the Marvel vein of kind of being a little bit more fun than, uh, mm-hmm. than uh, DC films typically are. DC films are typically... At least they at least seem to try to be overly dark. I tend to like them more, tend basically because the filmmakers are pretty solid, and the filmmaker in this is actually pretty solid. Uh, David F. Sandberg, he did that Lights Out horror film um, a while back, and uh, I don't know what else he did, but I know he did that. I never. Uh, well, he looks like he did Annabelle there. Yeah, that he did. So anyway, that uh, take it or leave it. <laughs> But anyway, he's mostly a horror filmmaker, and uh, some of that, some of those elements are in here with the seven deadly sins and, yeah. and some of that stuff. And Shazam is an interesting character because, you know, you're basically taking a teenager and making him a superhero, and uh, they really kind of run with that, I think, in the movie. And I think that was some of the most fun with the movie was the the kids, and I think it's well cast. It's good. It's certainly not great, but it's uh, it's definitely good. And uh, the only thing I was worried about was could Zachary Levi be a superhero? I think uh, he could. And uh, I, I, he's a pretty big man anyway. He's tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they puffed out his suit a little bit, uh, but and which is fine because it works. The suit is ridiculous as, as it always has been, but it really works in the movie. Okay. Which is which is nice because uh, that was another concern. Another concern was the, the suit itself. And there's some uh, some nice. Uh, some nice Easter eggs. If you're a DC Comics lover, there's some really nice Easter eggs in there. Which, again, remind me, and I'll tell you something after the break. Or maybe I won't. <laughs> no, I'll just keep fucking with uh. <laughs> uh, The only other thing I watched, because we watched Creep for the show, I remembered that Creep 2 was released uh, a couple years ago, uh, which is a sequel to uh, Creep. Yeah. So I thought, what the fuck? I'll go ahead and watch Creep 2. Uh, because I want to see where they could where they could logically take the next step of that story, and uh, it's pretty interesting. It's not it, to me. It's not as good as Creep, but uh, it is uh, worth a watch and where they take things. Mm-hmm. So if you if you enjoy Creep, I definitely recommend you check out Creep too. And like I said, I you know not to throw anything out there. I do enjoy Creep, and we're going to talk about it and stuff. So, but we'll see. Um, see how much I enjoy it. How about how about that? Uh, we'll see. Mum's the word. Mum's the word. That's right. Uh, that's about it. That's about all I watched, man. So yeah, good times. Uh, great oldies. That's what they used to say on the oldie station around here. Yes. I don't know what they, they still used. do. They still do say that. I think so. Good I'm going to say yes. Yeah, the, the oldie station when I was growing up used to always say, "Good times, great oldies, great oldies." One oh three point one. The Rock. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, no the the yeah I definitely recommend uh, all those films I watched. So there we go. Um, well, I'd, I'd recommend every movie ever made. How's that? Yes, for, how's that, that for, is an excellent suggestion. There you go. How's that for criticism? Because honestly, any podcaster worth their salt is basically just people who want to see every movie ever made and realize that it's a futile effort. It'll never happen in your lifetime. 
just like I'd like to read every comic that was ever written, every book that's ever written, <laughs> mm-hmm. and listen to every piece of music that was ever written. Uh, as a media junkie, that's my goal in life, and I live with the shame of knowing that it'll never happen. But I will, damn it, I will try. Yes. And I will. Eat, I just feel shame. I will eat every fast food hamburger. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me. It. Bucket list for today. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Burgers. <laughs> there we go. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and we'll talk about Jungle Ground first. We'll go chronologically. So we'll be back right after this. song's kind of stalkery and uh, <laughs> yeah you know, i'm not i'm not gonna say that i was i was dancing in my seat there a little bit but yeah. uh, so they're thinking ah i want to know you i was like i've been watching you i'm like ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. what the weird, weird lyric in that song i think might be the uh yeah oh yeah Lock you up. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's a uh, stalker. Let's, let's just go ahead and turn it down before we get in trouble politi- <laughs> politically somehow, somewhere. <laughs> Did you say it like there's something wrong with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. You're not- Who hasn't locked somebody up in a cage? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So, yeah, that was, for those who don't know, that was the wonderful Morris Day. And the time, and that song is funky fresh. I like it. <laughs> There's me saying the words funky fresh. Funky and fresh. At the same time. Simultaneously. All right. Two great tastes. <laughs> they go good together. Uh, Jungle Ground, 1995, directed by one Don Allen. Uh, Roddy Piper portrays a police lieutenant, Cornell, by the way, working undercover in the so-called Jungle Ground. His sting operation goes bad, and as a result, he is caught. Young Odin, his captor, and would-be drug lord decide to play a game with Roddy. And you'd be right if you thought it was the most dangerous game. Because <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we, we get back into that, uh, which seems to be something that comes up often. Yeah. <laughs> on well, the show. I mean, yeah. Well, like, uh, like I was saying, you know, I picked this completely randomly. Uh-huh. I mean, completely randomly. Um, but when I saw that it was kind of in that vein of most dangerous game, I was just kind of like... Do I want to sit through one of these again? Yeah. Uh, and I got to say, you know, kind of playing my hand a little bit here, but I, I was pleasantly surprised. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I was too. 
And of course, it does. It doesn't hurt that you know. I think the most dangerous game is one of the greatest stories ever written because it it you can put it into pretty much anything. Oh yeah, yeah. And it works, right? And especially in exploitation films. I mean, it works big time. All right, uh, I'll lead on this one. Uh, we'll just do the old school way of you pick, I lead, I pick, you lead, and we'll just go with that. That's fine. I think it works. Um, so we can talk about the cast and crew a little bit. You got Roddy Piper, who. Man, you know, when I when I look at this, I was like, man, yeah, Roddy Piper made a handful of action movies. And then I clicked, and as you can see, I got my screen up here. And uh, poor Roddy died in 61. That's a shame. I thought, man, he did a few movies. And then I looked at this right here. This <laughs> 161 credits. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, did he do that much stuff? Yep. <laughs> man, he worked a lot. Now, there's a lot of WWE stuff in here and stuff like that. But there's a lot of TV but Jesus Christ, he was all over the place. He never, was in Green Lantern, Emerald Knights. Uh, I guess he must have did a voice in that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would he have been? Kellogg, maybe? Or? No, I don't think he Oh, Balfunga. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which I wonder if he had a strict uh, Canadian accent. That's Saskatoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. I come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. That's not my Roddy Piper impersonation this morning. Woo! Uh, so he plays Jacob Cornell. We got uh, Tori Higginson in here as Sammy Woods. Yep. yep. Uh, Peter Williams as Dragon. And then uh, J.R. Bourne as Odin. Nobody yeah. else really jumped out at me. At, uh, Nicole DeBoer, uh, who shows up for a hot second. Yeah. Um, what was she in? Who was just the cutest thing. She was a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember her in the movie, yeah. Yeah, she was in uh, uh, one of the Star Treks. Uh, I think I can't remember which one. Uh, Deep Space Nine. I think she was on for a little bit, and then she was on the Dead Zone series. Like uh, are like the two big things that I remember her from. Looks like she was in the Cube movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was in Cube. Was like one of her earlier uh, deals. I never seen that movie actually. So it's pretty good. Yeah, the first one's that. really good. People tell me that. I just I've never really got around to it. One of those ones that's kind of squeaked under the radar. But yeah, mostly mm-hmm. everybody else in the film is... Maybe you've seen them in some other stuff. Maybe you haven't. Yeah. Um, J.R. Bourne, uh, he plays the heavy in the film, Odin. And I'll talk about yes. that a little bit as we go along. All right. Um, one of uh, Roddy Piper's uh, films that I hadn't seen, actually, was this one. I hadn't seen this one. So when you picked it, I was like, yeah, nice. Uh, cool. That'll be, that'll be fun because it's got a great cover. I like the cover quite a bit and... And, you know, I like these straight-to-video action movies. That's a bit of a weakness for me. Uh, I kind of, yeah, I, they intrigue me, but there's so many of them, and they're so, like, indistinguishable in their names usually that I'm just like, did I see it? Did I not see it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm always just like, man, that's a real fucking crapshoot for me. It's just, you know, throwing a dart and seeing if, you know, I might spend an hour and a half and want to claw my eyes out or i might spend an hour and a half and be you know suitably impressed yeah uh, it's really it's really it's all or nothing with these things a lot yeah, of the time it is and they never really live up to either one the covers of the the films uh or the maybe the kind of hope that you'll get out of this looks like sam yeah. didn't do he didn't do shit and this is his only directorial film it looks like mostly he's a video uh director it looks like don allen yeah, Don Allen. I meant. That's kind of uh, that's kind of sad because he shows a pretty deft hand here for a lot yeah. of the yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the picture. So yeah, that's the only thing he ever did, really. So did some like said some music videos. Um, 
there's something about these cinematic tough guy movies though uh, the right off the bat let's just get into it okay mm-hmm. first of all they always either they have a lair a loft or their girlfriend does in this case it's the girlfriend yes they always have these massive real estate <laughs> places to hang out these real, real wide open spaces in this case she's a she's an artist a modern artist she's an industrial artist that's right yeah, yeah, of course she is <laughs> It's 1995, so the chick has to be an industrial artist, and they live in the massive open loft. Yeah, and what I did like about her though is she wants to be, she wants to provoke. Yeah, she don't yeah. want to sell out. She's she's hardcore. She wants to provoke. She wants to do what's right. And there's actually a great scene where she basically emasculates a guy who tries to come on to her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I like that. You know, she's yeah, she's an an in, well, fuck independent uh, spirited kind of chick. You yeah. know, I I like that she's a little bit nuts. I do too. I like that as well. And they don't overplay it. Like she's no, they don't. She's a tough girl without actually ever having to act tough. She just has a uh, an opinion and a way of being that just makes her tough. Now, eventually, she does end up with a gun in her hand, but yeah, yeah. It's not like she's looking for that. It's it's, it's she's has a she has her way of thinking, and that's just the way it is. And I like that she never kind of falls victim to it. And even when she's the quote unquote damsel in distress, she's not a true damsel in distress. So it's pretty good. Yeah, no, she's she's fairly capable all on her own. And like I said, the truth is, you either love this genre or you don't. I and so when I say that, I don't mean that you can't. Just kind of like you were talking about, you watch these things, and they they can kind of be in and out you kind of get what you get out of them sometimes but to me the genre is very basically these action movies especially from the 80s on into the early 2000s these kind of straight to video ones are essentially the b westerns of their time right i mean Mm -hmm. that's all Mm -hmm. they are because they're just bad guy versus good guy and what's the most important thing for a good guy in in one of these movies you can have somebody like roddy piper who clearly has charisma now mm-hmm. he's not, he's not over the top in this one. There's a few funny. No, movies. he's really understated. Yeah. Surprisingly, there's a few funny things he says in the movie, um, but he, he doesn't he doesn't like do his normal. Yeah, you know he's not reaching for the stars in this one. He's no. just kind of like he's really understated. Yeah, he really kind of lays back a little bit in this one. He wears a trench coat, leather trench coat, because you got to. Yep. you got to. You know, you know, you got to wear one of those. That seems like not a good idea though when you're going into a yeah. a sting yeah. operation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like maybe you want to be a little undercover. Yeah. Um. But this one also has not only the – this one's an interesting one. I think the reason why I like this one is it's kind of a mixture of – well, it's a little bit of Judgment Night. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of um, Death Wish 3. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit – Oh, big time. It's a little bit of uh, – Escape from New York. Escape from New York. Yeah, that's in there. And uh, and and then you you throw Roddy Piper in there. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, you get the Odin element, which is – this kind of drug lord who wants to, you know, spout all this Norse mythology about yeah. Ragnarok and all these things and all this stuff. And one of his, I think one of his, I think one of his henchmen, yeah, one of his henchmen is called Thor. He carries yes. a hammer that he uh, swings around, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, it's a simple setup. Uh, like I said, I always enjoy the bad neighborhood genre. There, there's a whole genre of these action well, films. A- yeah, it's really, really weird. I mean, because it's, you know, they kind of have that, that uh, stock crossing the bridge with the trash can fires sort yeah. of shot. Yeah. And, and I mean, it really just, the first time you see it, you're like, wait a minute. Because uh, it's like, you know, this is like a post-apocalyptic film without the post-apocalypse. Yeah. So it just, it, it automatically, you're like, I, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's I, an, like it's odd. Because uh, I, I kept thinking to myself, did they say in the beginning, you know, was, was it set in the future? Or Yeah, that's but, the first thing I thought. But I don't think they ever said that. Uh, no. There's, 
you know, we should say there's some great explosions in the film. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And a They're lot of, juicy. A lot of gunfire. <laughs> there's a lot of gunfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that because, you know, I'm always watching these movies late at night and I have to turn the gunfire down. Um, in saying, talking about the film and about a good guy versus bad guy. So I've always said this and I still believe this to this day, the best action movies, especially are only as good as the good guy and the bad guy. It's not just mm-hmm. the good guy. Um, you know, you can have your Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, but it's only as good, it's only good because you got Bennett. It's only that, that that to me as much fun as Commando is with its crazy one-liners and its silliness and over-the-topness. Really, the bad guy, the heavy, being Bennett. I think Dan Hedaya as well, right? So I think those two, you know, the heavy being menacing and interesting makes the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always have to have the heavy. So what is the problem with this movie, if there is one for me, is that J.R. Bourne, he isn't that interesting as a heavy. No, he doesn't quite cut it. He he's, he really he's kind he of plays it really stereotypically it. arch. Yeah. And, it, and the thing is, you know, he plays it like that in a film that I think truly feels like it's trying to distinguish itself and mostly succeeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he just, he just like goes right on, you know, way over. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, he's got a look and he's worked a lot. I'm looking through his filmography right now. I mean, he's, it's not like he's not getting any work. He's still working a lot. Does a lot of TV Canadian actor. Um, looks like he does all just about everything, just about everything and anything he can get a hold of. I've seen him in other stuff. Exorcism of Emily Rose. I saw. I like that film. Thirteen Ghosts. I don't remember him in that. Huh. Josie and the Pussycats. I don't remember him in that. <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff I don't remember him in. This is only his. Uh, this is really his feature film debut. This film. So obviously he does have a look, and then, you know Don Allen saw that, so they put him in here, and he, he, you know, he looks he looks good and. Stuff, but I think Dragon is the more interesting bad guy, and mm-hmm. and uh, certainly he comes off as that. But even then, Dragon's not completely super interesting. No, no, but he's more interesting than Odin actually is. I think probably the most interesting henchman in the whole film really is Game Show. Because uh, he was the most irritating for me. Yeah, well, he is irritating, but at least it's over the top for me. I mean, I think that's what I wanted. I wanted. I don't know if I wanted rollerblades and an Uzi, but I at least yeah. wanted something like that. But damn it, you got him. <laughs> yeah. I got that, and I got uh, what is it? Uh, he have, reason why he's called Game Shows because he always quotes Game Shows, right? So yes, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a little bit of a uh, a pull, but you know, at least it was interesting in some ways. I just don't think Odin and Dragon were as interesting as they needed to be. And then the other henchmen, uh, Diesel, Ferret, Thor, uh, these characters just. Nothing really stands out about him, and that's the problem. I think a, a bad guy is only as interesting as his henchman, yeah. and then the hero, if he can, and in this case, Piper can carry the movie. That is a good news, but I do think that this film could be like a little, little bit of a lost gem if you had a really good heavy here, like if you had like a Gary Busey or a, yeah, or a, I don't know, just somebody that would chew up the scenery with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Or at least chew up the scenery so Roddy Roddy Piper can be stoic. Mm-hmm. It would have made it more interesting to me. I think the problem with the movie, if I have any major issue with the movie, it's the heavy is not heavy enough. Well, it also doesn't help any that he's not really physically imposing compared to, you know, you, you stand him next to Piper and he doesn't quite, you know, cut a, uh, a menacing figure, yeah. right? With his mesh shirt and his, you know, kind of yeah. yeah. sunken in cave chest and all yeah. that shit yeah that, that's that's part of the problem i mean the movie's 
nasty enough. Some things happen throughout the story that you kind of don't expect. Um, it's 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 pretty good in that regard. The car, there's some good car stunts in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like I said, good explosions, good action. I mean, the movie is it's certainly entertaining. It's 90 minutes, and you know, I never wanted to stop watching or fast forward or anything like that. I you know, I had a good time with it. Um, maybe it needed a theme song. Maybe that was <laughs> Jungle Ground, you know, maybe something like that. You know? In the Jungle Ground, yeah, like Angel Town. You know, maybe maybe it needed something like that. I don't know, but no, it it, it just. I, I, again, I think it really just comes back to the heavy because I think the sets look good. Uh, they're not they're limited, but they're not too limited. Like there's at least four or five different sets they use that I think adds a nice flavor to the neighborhood. Uh, the sets have this really odd way of looking like sets. Yeah, well, they, but they still, should. but still, kind of, but yeah. still, kind of doing well enough at evoking you know the area they're supposed to be in. Yeah, yeah, there are some good moments like that, and I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I will say forthright that I did enjoy the movie, and I would recommend it to folks, especially that are into this type of uh, a genre or this type of movie. Yeah, it's, it's it's good, like a fist of B list, uh, you know, like uh, Carl's stuff and and things. It's good. It's just it really is missing that magical element, which is the ridiculous, either ridiculous heavy or the ridiculous henchman. You need one or the other to me to really kind of work. And I know that sounds, uh, I don't know, pretentious or maybe kind of silly, but I think the best versions of these films, like Never Die, you know, Never Too Young to Die, and all, all that kind of stuff. I think all those film those films have to they have to have somebody that's willing to carry the weight of ridiculousness because these stories are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um unfortunately Piper's so serious in the movie that there's really no ridiculousness there with him, so Well, I think it lies more in just the uh the rundown sort of atmosphere of jungle ground in general you know that post-apocalyptic feel i think really is what uh it is more than anything else that kind of makes this thing stand out right mm-hmm. yeah music in the films by verouge oh, oh. <laughs> that, that i was famous. wondering <laughs> yeah but you were <laughs> it's not bad the music's all the same though it's all this boom yeah yeah boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> it's just it's constantly the same thing over and over again but uh, it, it, yeah, it was a good movie, man. It was good. I, I got to say, I don't really have much more to add. I mean, it's a very basic, most dangerous game kind of riff. Uh, like I said, with some Judgment Night, and which is also a most dangerous game riff, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's it's a it's one of those type of movies. And uh, really, the only thing that's really hurting it is the heavy part. See, there's a good example. To me, Judgment Night works because Dennis Leary works as a heavy, mm-hmm. uh, because he's so over the top and ridiculous. That that's the reason why it works. And uh, Escape from New York works because Isaac Hayes, even though he doesn't verbally go over the top, he's completely over the top. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you know all that stuff in that's over the top. So I think you gotta have you gotta have the counterpart. You gotta have that counterweight, or I don't think it always works. I may, there's got to be some action movie that I'm not thinking about where I don't really think that, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I bet. In all the years I've watched uh, action films, I guarantee you there's someone that I think's a, a masterpiece that has a very weak heavy, but I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Because nine times out of ten, I'm rooting for the—I'm <clears throat> not rooting for the heavy, I shouldn't say, 
But I am somewhat. I mean, I'm enjoying the heavy's uh, delicious evilness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, as a comic book guy, that's something you kind of revel in. You enjoy the the ridiculousness of the of the heavy of the one that wants to take over the world. You know, it's the Mike Myers uh, Austin Powers thing. Mm-hmm. Is Austin Powers really the star? No, really, kind of Doctor Evil is the star, really. Right? That that's you know the deliciousness of the evil character is what we, I think. As fans, we aspire to be a character with no morals because we do have morals as human beings. So we kind of, it's kind of like the Western bad guy thing. It's like the Terror in the Texas Town review we did. You know, like I enjoyed the Sterling Hayden character, y'all, but I didn't, but I really enjoyed the the bad gunslinger because that's a character with much more interesting uh, pathos, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So but that's all my thoughts on Jungle uh, Ground. I almost called okay. it Jungle Land. <laughs> That's all right. Um, all right. So uh, you get uh, in the opening minutes, you get this uh, this courier walks into a pizza joint. He goes to the counter, turns, and looks directly at the camera. Um, <laughs> and that really, you know, that's one of those things where you're like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. And he, he has a great line uh, once they get down to jungle ground, which is Jesus, don't get down here much. This is a war zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, there's some great little lines like that that are completely stupid. Um, yeah. The, remember, Papa's Pizza is always served with a smile. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then the finale to the opening uh, that uh, that opening there is extremely effective. Uh, it's a lot of bang for the buck. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Um, and it really, you know, it uh, it sets you up. You know, to, it, it keys you into exactly what you're getting out of this yep. thing. Yep. So of course. Um, Don Allen, he really likes the fisheye lens and the low angles, uh, especially for his establishing shots outside of like the corner bodegas and pizza places and stuff like that. Uh, and it shows, and I think that he got that a lot from uh, John Woo because you can see that this thing takes a lot from John Woo and Hong Kong cinema. Mm. Um, and I think it does it pretty well, actually. Like there's that shootout in the uh, the bus station, um, which is actually really really well done and there's a lot of slow-mo in it and there's a lot of uh you know the camera moving around and there's a lot of squibs and you know it it really works you know fantastically well um so you get uh okay so here's how it's set up is that they say that the that odin and his ragnarokers right um they want to get rid of drugs in their territory um and i thought that it was you know pretty interesting that their philosophy or goal is outwardly admirable while they're still, you know, just a really violent gang. But then of course it, it, um, it flips that around, you know, and it says, yeah, no, not really. They're just a a bunch of, uh, a bunch of scumbags like anybody else. But the the interesting thing is that the the character of dragon believes in the admirable goal, right? So, you know, even when he finds out that, uh, you know, Odin is, you know, kind of a shitheel, um, he still feels that, you know, it, it's possible to control their territory and, you know, do it without drugs and kind of get it out of there and kind of have something for people who are, I guess, left aside or, or thrown away or what have you. Um, so I, I like that kind of aspect of it. It's kind of, it, you know, it adds a little bit of flavor to the thing, uh, even though it kind of then makes it kind of standard, but you know, it starts off okay. Uh, you get uh, Ragnarok or Slash uh, with the top hat because 
you're the jungle baby. That's right. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I caught on to that. I was like, oh, my God. I guess I could have played that. I could have played that for the intro of this. Huh? I could have. Tells yeah, you, tells yeah, yeah. you, tells well, you where my mind is. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this thing, it, it, I got to say, the script uh, actually tries to develop its characters a little bit. Uh, they're still mostly stock, uh, but it tries. It puts the effort in, and I really, really, I really uh, appreciate that. Um, not that the script is, you know, anything fantastic, but I think that overall. Uh, you know, the, the film plays really well and much, much exceeded, much exceeded, far exceeded my, uh, my expectations for this thing. Um, I love the way that Roddy runs, um, which he does a lot in here because you could tell that his, he's just abused his body. Uh, but he still gives his all because he kind of has that, that, like his arms are out, but his, his legs are kind of like bowed, but he's still, you know, kind of yeah. trucking. He had bad wheels. Um, he had bad wheels uh, most of his career. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you can see that he, you know, he still puts in the effort. He still, you know, gives it a hundred percent. He's in good shape in this movie. I mean, he's. Yeah. 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 He's looking good. He was still wrestling at the time. So. Yeah. And then you have Posey the hooker uh, character who shows up, who's kind of like, I guess you could call her like a manic pixie dream girl sort of character ish mm-hmm. um and she kind of is in there to help along uh, roddy but then the interesting thing here is that her pimp who i think was named roach um yeah. looks a hell of a lot like uh, sleazy p martini yeah. from guar so <laughs> yeah, he does he does yeah. <laughs> with a gigantic fucking pompadour <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, didn't think so. we'd have a sleazy P martini reference on the shows. <laughs> some things you never think are going to come up again. That's <laughs> that's one I never thought would come up again in my life, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got on this. Uh, it's yeah, I, I would absolutely recommend this to anybody who's uh, a fan of action movies, um, or and or a fan of the uh, director video action. Uh, genre subgenre whatever you want to call it yeah. uh it's it's really really good it's effective it works yeah and it's uh, it's got all the the spectacle that it needs it's got a hell of a lot of production value up on screen yeah 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 i mean they just you know a few years after this i mean these films get cheaper and cheaper right because the genre sure. is dying out and uh this one doesn't look super cheap i mean it looks pretty good they got as much out of it as they could i'm i'm looking for a budget on here i don't see one anywhere though always like when people put uh their IMDb review, fun garbage. Says this one guy. Yeah, yeah, okay then. I like fun garbage. Hey, nothing right. wrong with that. Uh, make or break for me. I like that whole opening montage. I like that whole thing in the beginning. That's really nice. Uh, I like that setup. I like the yeah. Just just do the delivery, kid. You know. Uh-huh. I like all that stuff. It's really good. Uh, and the way it pays off. I mean, there's a lot of good moments in the film. Let's not uh, mince words. There's a lot of fun. But I mean, like I said, if there's a better heavy. I think there could have been a lot of classic scenes in the movie. I think that's really the difference. Yeah. Or maybe a better. Yeah, if, if they had uh, Gene Simmons play the heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, that would have been a good one. <laughs> that would have been good, yeah. Yeah. Just something just something out of, you know, out of left field, you know. That's that's what it, these things need sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVT for the film. Mm, I'm going to go with Piper. Uh, Don Allen does a good job, and it'd be easy to give it to him because really this is the only thing he ever did, but... We'll give it to Piper because he was quite entertaining in the film. Uh, although I did like his girlfriend quite a bit, Sammy Woods. She was good as well. Mm-hmm. 
And I do like the arc of the character dragon. We should say that. I mean, it's it's kind of cheesy, but I like it. No, it works. It works. Yeah. And I'll give the film, uh, I'd give it a... Did you do a make or break? I did. Didn't I say the opening was the make or break? Or did I say it was the MVT? I sometimes do you, that. You had the MVT was Piper. Yeah. I didn't... Make I didn't, break. I don't recall hearing to make a break. <laughs> I think it was the opening montage. I think it's what it said. So okay, the whole Papa Pizza thing, Papa Pizza. Um, I like all that up to the massive explosion of the old derelict yeah. building that they clearly were going to tear down. I guess my um, score for the film, I'll go. I'm kind of torn between six point seven five and seven. Do it. I'll go seven. I enjoyed it. Woo-hoo. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't complain. I had a good time with it. So, uh, make or break for me, yeah, I'm with you 100%. It's that intro scene. It shows both the ambition and uh, Alan's ability to pull it off. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, and MVT, I'm going to give it to Alan. Um, he really has a nice handle on uh, orchestrating action and keeping the pace up. So, you know, good on him. Uh, and score for me is I'm right there with you, 7 out of 10. Uh, it's a rock solid little uh, little action picture that, uh, like I've been saying, I would uh, easily recommend to anybody who uh, who asked for a recommend on it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about 2014's Creep. We'll be back right after this. song before so that's kind of the fun thing about doing the show yeah blowing some harp a little creepy creep action there all right that song's called the creep by the creeps (laughs) so (laughs) you can't get more redundant than that and guess what we're gonna review we're gonna review a film called creep yay so yeah all right so creep is from 2014 and I think this was uh, one of the, uh, the the early Netflix films that I recall. Uh, it wasn't like one of the first ones, but it was definitely early when Netflix was really starting to kind of kick up their production a little bit more. And I watched it one night on a whim because I enjoy Mark Duplass. And then uh, I heard that they did this like little found footage horror film. And I'm always looking for that genre to kind of take it up a notch or do something different Mm -hmm. and it's really tough genre to do that with and i think only i think very few films are able to do it but um i'm interested to see what somebody else thinks of this one because uh i don't know anybody else amongst our group 
well, most of the people I talk to anyway, who really has seen this. And I didn't know if you had seen it or not. I just kind of picked it, like I said, randomly. So uh, I had not. Yeah. So this is a Bloomhouse. Uh, we should say a Bloomhouse production as well. So, uh, what did you think of Creep from 2014? <sighs> Okay, uh, let's see. So, uh, it is obviously a found footage movie, which, along with zombies, has become the go-to for horror. Um, it does, however, justify uh, this approach uh, here, so I'll give it uh, credit for that. Um, it does, unfortunately, have a hell of a lot of the shaky cam. Um, yeah. Which, uh, man, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's when that thing goes in overload. I get a little bit of it, okay, but when when I can't make heads or tails out of what the fuck is going on, that's not a movie anymore. That's just home videos. And uh, it becomes less interesting to me because it, it is so indistinguishable. Uh, it's so just ugly, unthoughtful, I guess is a word you could use. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't care for that. Um, so, I mean, every time that it happens, I, I take points off, uh, automatically. It's just a thing. Maybe I'm too harsh about it. Um, but it's definitely a thing that, uh, yeah, it just instantly gets my goat. Um, <clears throat> so there's that, uh, you know, Mark Duplass uh, here has, and in, in, in general, I think has a natural affinity for being in front of the, the, uh, the the camera um there's something about mark duplass's eyes uh, yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea of him playing a um for lack of a you know a, a, a strange character mm -hmm. his eyes give that i uh, give that impression to me well he has you know he has this ability and i think a lot of it is yeah in the eyes of being both charming and tense yeah Yep. At the same time, I mean, um, the character here obviously is you know weird as fuck, but he he seems very earnest, yeah, or at least earnest, you know, as far as he knows. Yeah, he does some pretty brave things in the movie. As far, uh, yeah, as far as hanging himself out there, he does some pretty brave things. I gotta say, and I I have to say, we're watching the sequel. He he goes even further in the second one. So, oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. He goes about as far as you can go as an actor. Ooh. <laughs> Are we talking butt stuff or? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We are talking. Uh, we are talking full frontal nudity. Okay. Well, he comes close here. Yeah. 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 He, um, he's not. He's not scared to show the bod. <laughs> no, he's not. No. Nope. Um. Okay. So. Excuse me. Uh, it drops some uh, fairly subtle and not so subtle hints along the way. Uh, the film. Uh, and I was kind of surprised at how. You know, for how like mumble corey this is, which I guess you could call it mumblecore ish. Um, I mean, I'm not too well versed in that sort of thing, um, but I assume we can kind of put that, put this in there, or you know, put this right alongside that, maybe as like a uh, an adjunct to that or what have you. Um, I think. But I was kind I, of surprised I by. It, I think it bleeds out of that genre. I don't know if it's right in that genre as much, but it certainly bleeds out of that. Right, right, right. Uh, but I was kind of surprised by how many jump scares uh, they throw into this thing. Yeah. Because uh, the the character, you know, Mark plays, he he loves leaping out in front of uh, <laughs> yeah. in front of his buddy here. 
Yeah, which I got to say, the fir- I'm not going to lie to you. The first time I saw this, <laughs> there was a couple. There was a couple of those that uh, got me. Oh yeah, yeah. but I mean that's kind of the, that's kind of their whole purpose, right? Yeah. But at the same time, that's not really that's not really that's not really scary. That's just a shock. Yeah. 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 Um. So the the film overall, though, I mean, it's a slow burn, um, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I gotta say that even at seventy seven minutes, it felt long to me. Did it? Uh, yes. Uh, by I, I was a half an hour in. I swear to God, I thought it was an hour. Um, <laughs> and you know, it does, however, get interesting uh, in the second half once uh, once things start rolling. So, you know, I'll, I'll give it credit for that. Uh, it, but it is a it is a very slow build up uh, to once things actually start moving. Um, for a style of filmmaking that you know emphasizes economy. Uh, I just think that this thing takes a long way to get anywhere, uh, which I find kind of interesting. Um, well, uh, maybe interesting is not the correct word for it. Um, it just, yeah, I, I think it's poorly paced uh, would be uh, m- for me personally. Um, I think it, I do think it's interesting that it doesn't follow the standard horror structure, uh, even for, you know, found footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily to say that it works. Um, but, uh, but overall I, I, I think it does. I like that, you know, Mark just drops these insane moments while he's being, being really, you know, positive and upbeat. Right. Uh, and that's kind of why you, you follow along with it. It's because, you know, he just, he, he does these things. He's really, he's extraordinarily quirky. Uh, and I mean, if it wasn't for his performance, um, I don't know that this would uh, this would work as well. And I don't know that another actor would have been able to do it quite as well as he does. Uh, what this character is, because he's kind of you know the, he's kind of sad um, while he's kind of you know uh, creepy. Uh, so give it that. Um, it does get very effective in the last like 15, 20 minutes, uh, though I'm not so sure that we needed all the lead up to it that we're given. Um, uh, but like I've been saying, I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, if the film has one major sin, it's in its pacing. Uh, I just don't think that this thing, I don't think this thing is as, t- I, I, you know, it, it's funny because uh, for a 77 minute film for me to say that it could you know, lose <laughs> like a half an hour, uh, is really, really weird. Uh, and I don't know that that's, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but, uh, I really felt, uh, the, the, uh, the length of this thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's also, I will say this about that. It very smartly addresses the questions that arise in the, in the, you know, like my mind or the viewer's mind, uh, you know, things as being incongruous, illogical, et cetera. Uh, you know, it 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 is really smart to actually address those things uh, in the film. So yeah. I'll it give kinda, it credit for that. It, it kind of goes out of on, its way. Yeah, it kind of goes out of its way. Like it almost knows it's a found footage movie, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's very, very self conscious about what it is, and I like that aspect of it. Um, I did like the uh, the final uh, video scene, whatever uh, the the uh, uh, finale. I guess you could call it. Uh, I like that. I like that it's you know it's, it's almost silent with just a little bit of sound effects, but uh, totally realistic. You totally buy it. Um, it does try to throw you some curveballs here and there, uh, like uh, the scene within a scene sort of things, 
or you know, the, 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 it brings in the context of what you're seeing after uh, it's kind of led you down the, uh, I guess you could call it primrose path or whatever. It kind of leads you one way and then it automatically backs it up and then says, oh, and by the way, this is what you were actually seeing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I if I really have something that 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 put me off, yeah, I gotta say it's the pacing. Uh, outside of that, um, I thought it was an interesting uh, an interesting little build up, even for a found footage movie, which is not really something that obviously I'm all that uh, drawn to to begin with. Right. Um, right. So uh, that's yeah, that's pretty much all I got for it. It's it's it's, it's okay. It's okay. Would yeah. I want to watch the second one? I'd be intrigued too. Um, yeah. It's not going to leap up to the top of my list at any point in time, but I, I would be intrigued to uh, to check out the second one and see you know where they kind of go with it. Yeah, there's some similarities, but there's also some unique kind of differences in the second one. That okay, I found, that I found interesting. Uh-huh. It's a uh, it's an interesting little thing that the Mark Duplass is doing here with Patrick Bryce it's because the, these are improvised films so that it's very interesting right. the way they're kind of pulling off these kind of found footage horror films while kind of commenting on found footage so this is not a genre I like very much either I can really only think of a couple of found footage films I really like I mean people argue the cannibal holocaust is a found footage film but it's it's kind of a found footage film it's kind of not a found footage film um uh, which I do like that um shaky cam doesn't get to me much uh it doesn't bother me but i totally get it i totally get it because it can get irritating it doesn't it doesn't uh make me feel ill or anything like that but it does it's not drive bad me crazy. it's just it's just it's just the lack of any sort of visual cohesion i guess yeah. you could say at that point in time or yeah. at that, that that point when it's when you just you know anybody could take a, a fucking camera and just kind of flop it all over the place. And say, oh look at it, it's real. Oh, no, come on, give me a fucking break. Yeah, it, it, uh, that I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> the uh, but I think they do a smart thing with this one in that really the only time it's I think really the only time they go with the shaky is when first of all he's frightened a little bit. Patrick Bryce, the uh, mm-hmm. the actor Aaron. Uh, he's actually the director as well. And then um, the other times uh, is when they're walking, which obviously makes sense. But there is a few moments where it's a little, even I'll agree, it's a little unnecessarily shaky, as if to set up a tone of of being lost. But I do like that in this one and in the second one, and this that this is very rare, and I, there was actually that one Ty West uh, found footage film about the jim jones thing that i liked oh the there. sacrament yeah so there's with this genre there always comes a moment where you have to buy it and I've, I've said this over and over again there comes a moment where you think anybody with any logical sense would walk away mm-hmm. and in this film there's one of those moments as well mm-hmm. and uh there's moments when you know the character could get away there's moments when he could say no and and everything, and even in the second one, when I watched it. There's moments where it's a female in that one, where she could okay. walk away. So it's interesting that if you buy that, the genre sometimes works for you. So in this one, I bought it. Um, actually, actually, it's funny. My favorite scene in the film is actually the scene where it goes to all black, and <laughs> he tells the story of the uh, the bestiality porn and his wife. Yeah. And I think the difference. I think you found the, uh, the a bit a bit tedious getting to the finale. Uh, what's interesting is I found all the stories that Duplass tells 
Mm-hmm. I found them the most interesting part of the film. And I did think the fin- I do think the finale is interesting. I do think it goes on too long though. I think the the stalkery bits toward the end and in, in uh, Aaron's house, uh, I think those are good. But I think they go on and on and on. It seems like there's like f- three or four different things uh, going on there. When I think only one or two would have sufficed. Um, but I, I do I do think it works as well. But I just found some of the stories Duplass tells ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 dream about well not the dream about the hot tub but that is one of them, but the uh, the heart uh, shaped rock and and uh, the wiping the water on each other and <laughs> some of the stupid stuff they do, um, but I like the uh, the improvised uh, peach fuzz uh, dance. It's uh, <laughs> truly bizarre. There's something about that mask too. I got to say it's ridiculous, but it's yeah yeah, yeah. It works. It's a little offbeat. The the one scene that. The, that I really like too with that mask is when the Aaron character is completely terrified. Yeah. And he's, and he's run- standing there in front of the door and he's, he's kind of like shaking his ass on the door. Yeah. He's kind of like doing the, the, the bestiality thing against the door, the humping thing. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, well, this guy's fucking lost his mind. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I, I guess I, I guess if I, I think the reason why I like it is I think because it's playing with the found footage genre. And I think what the found footage genre doesn't do enough is it doesn't play. I think that it it tries to stay, it tries to stay true to found footage, and I don't think you can do that. I think sooner or later you have to come to an assumption that somebody would walk away, that somebody would say, you know, this doesn't make any sense. I got to put this camera down. Uh, I need to call the cops, or I need to do something else. And uh, I think yes. what this does is it kind of plays with that because there's the scene that that wolf scene, the wolf mask scene, and then I think it kind of cuts to a scene of Duplass walking up a hill carrying some bags. And he's digging in the ground. Yeah, and you yeah, don't, yeah. and you as as you're being told the story, you think something else has happened, and then it kind of throws a trick on you. Yeah, and, well, that's and, what I'm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and that's what it shows you the one thing out of context, and yeah. then it backs up and says, "Oh, by the way, this is what you were actually watching." Yeah, and it kind of has fun with those elements, I think, throughout. But yeah, I know. I I think I think the film hinges completely on the likability of Duplass. If you enjoy watching him perform, I think. The film, well, I won't say it completely hinges on that because I think it does some interesting things. But I think if you like watching him tell stories, or if you like his uh, charisma, or whatever it is you might like about him, I think that that is the key. And I've I've come to really like Mark Duplass. I didn't like him that much in the beginning, but I've come over time to really start to enjoy his uh, his acting style, which is very natural and. Mm-hmm. And he's very good at what he does. He really is. And he can do everything. He can do comedy. He can do drama. And, you know, he can be horrifying like he is in this film some. And uh, I really do like that last bit that you talked about. And there's one last little little fun little bit at the very end, which we won't give away. But um, it's, it's, it's interesting to me what these two guys kind of did as, as, as part of this genre. Um, I do think... I, I, I'm sitting there thinking about it as we talked about it, and you're saying it felt a little, you know, tough to get to where you wanted to get, and you could. And I'm sitting there thinking about some of the stuff that I think you could have cut out, and there is some things. There's certainly some things. I, I don't enjoy the tubby time scene, but yeah, I understand why it's there. Right, this is the that scene's there to kind of suck the Aaron character in, and uh, I, I understand why it's there. But in watching it, 
it like once it gets past the tubby time and really once it gets past that blacked out scene like i'm all in like i'm all in at that point and yeah well that's that's like what i'm saying that's when it starts to actually start rolling yeah 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 and that's and that, that probably is true that probably is the hook because once it gets past that scene you're kind of hooked in mm-hmm. and it's kind of kind of fun and interesting and there's some good moments i mean i like the moment where he thinks he's passed out he comes out of the bathroom after being on the phone with uh the wife or the sister or whatever and he comes out and uh duplass isn't on the fire escape i like that or isn't on the fireplace anymore there's little moments little little horror moments i like i like when he goes out back and he turns around and he's just standing there <laughs> yep uh, i like that silhouette scene where they're going up steps and he wants to leave and he's like why don't you come on in man we'll have a whiskey i was gonna pour you a whiskey and uh I like like the I like the way the acting is done there. He just kind of looks. He just stands there looking kind of ominous and. Well, yeah, it's, it's juxtaposition between sight and sound. Yeah, he sounds really like you know, hey, friendly, but you're looking at this fucking just black mass. Yeah, standing over you. And I like some of the you know, like I like the the scene where they admit something and uh, Aaron admits the piss in his pants, and then uh, mm-hmm. and then the, the Duplass character shows him the pictures he's taken of him coming up to his place. Mm-hmm. I find that kind of interesting, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I did for some reason this film, and I got to say the second one as well. Uh, yeah, as far as the found footage genre goes, they work for me. I don't know what it is. I think it might just be Duplass himself. I think he's, I think what he does acting wise is interesting. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, sinister behind Duplass's eyes. I've always thought that. Don't know why. Um, twist of the genre. Eh, yeah, I really. I mean, I pretty much covered everything without even going over one bit of my notes. I pretty much wrote down everything <laughs> as a kind of train of thought, but I pretty much covered it. I mean, I, I, I just, I think that this genre will always struggle because of the nature of it, the shaky cam everything like that you have to have a really good excuse to have a static shot uh i think this 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 one and the second one actually both have good excuses for static shots also like i said the sacrament that one we were talking about i don't know if you ever saw that but that that one has some pretty good static shots and some good moments as well where you don't feel the found footageness of it so much but then it also has a moment where you think to yourself why why haven't you turned the camera off And I guess that's the thing. I guess that's the thing. I mean, I think if, if you can get to the point to where you're like, okay, well, I'm okay with them not turning the camera off. Uh, to me, they work. But very few of these things ever work, um, at least in my experience. Especially the ones that are, you know, walking through hallways and jump scares. Those really don't work for me. Because yeah. at that point, they really are the most basic thing, like you just said. They really are just somebody walking with the camera. They're basically a haunted house at that point. And I, I guess... Because I'm not a big fan of haunted houses, uh, I guess I'm not a big fan of that type of genre. Yeah, yeah. Well, movie. that's what I mean. That's why it was kind of it stood out to me here, the amount of uh, of jump scares that they had in here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there are the the, the and this I think they're organic, right? Because I think Duplass is trying to fuck with. He's just messing with him. They are. With. They make sense in the context of the story. Yes. He's like, I'm gonna. I scare you. I scare you. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just fucking with him and stuff. And really, they're just they're they're shitty jokes. They're terrible jokes. If I'm Aaron, I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, it also goes to you know how 
odd this guy is that he just does these things, but they don't really ever give you much of an explanation. They don't really ever, no. you know, no. you're never let in completely. No. And of course the plausibility of the scene at the end, uh, the plausibility of that actually happening and somebody not seeing something. It's, 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 yeah. 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 It's all ridiculous. Right. But again, it's, it's a horror movie. So, yep. All right, let's hear it. Make or breaks, MVTs. All righty. Uh, make or break for me is uh, the scene when Aaron gets spooked at home uh, and he goes outside in the dead of night. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, that really, I just found that extremely relatable. And I think that that's the one thing, that's the one thing that kind of justifies found footage. He turns all the lights uh, is on. Is his right? relatability. Yeah, he turns all the lights on, right? Okay. He starts yeah, going, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. But he, he actually <laughs> goes outside and all you hear is like nothing. Yeah. Right? And I, I've had things like that happen yeah uh so it's something that you know i could extremely uh i find extremely relatable so you know that i i really that worked for me more of that would have been better um for me uh and mvt yeah i'm gonna give it to duplass i think that his performance i think it, it is the thing that holds this thing together uh as much as uh, anything else does um and yeah he's he's really good at, uh, at what he does so uh, give him credit and the score for me is going to be six out of 10. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't really, like I said, I don't really gravitate towards these kind of things. Uh, but this one does it, uh, as well as, or maybe just a little bit better than, uh, a lot of the other ones do. Yeah. So give yeah. it credit for that and give it credit for, you know, kind of playing with, uh, a genre that it kind of, that guys like Duplass kind of helped, uh, push along, I guess you could say. Yeah. These micro budget films. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my make or break scene. I like I said. I really like the all blacked out scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the ridiculousness of the story. Um, <laughs> I like uh, uh, Aaron's reaction to the story <laughs> and how he's trying. At that point, uh, there's a, a little bit of comedy there. Like he's trying to get out of there as quickly as he can, and yep. I kind of enjoyed all that. Um, but I do like the the climax, and I, I do like a lot of the stuff at Aaron's house. I just feel like, you know, it could have it could have done with like well, just one or two of those things being creepy enough. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I want to talk about it more, but I don't want to give anything away for those who haven't seen it because it, it's a movie that kind of hinges on some of the tricks it plays. So I don't want to give away too much. Um, yeah, my, my MVT is also Duplass. I think, uh, again, this one and the second one, you get as much out of it as Duplass puts into it. And he puts everything into them, I think. I mean, he really goes full tilt and goes as far as he can go. Uh, I'd be interested if you get a chance to watch the second one. I think it's just a little bit longer, but it's pretty short as well. And what you think of that one? Um, because it kind of capitalizes on some of the things this one maybe should have. And it's kind of interesting, but then there's some things about the second one I didn't like as much. So it's very mm-hmm. odd. It's very odd. And I guess, I think they're going to make a third one. So I don't know. I really don't know where they're going to go with that, but anyway, uh, you know, they're fun little experiments, I think. Um, my score for the film, I'll go seven out of 10. Okay. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it on second watch a little bit more actually than I did the first time around. I had forgotten some of the things it does. Uh, it's ridiculous, but it works for me. And, um, I enjoy the stories that Duplass's character tells. And, uh, as bizarre as it sounds, I like hanging out with that character and watching him try to put whoever he can at very much unease mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way he has the stare. Uh, that uh, just kind of always there's always just something behind those eyes, and the way he eats pancakes, 
<laughs> he enjoys the pancakes. He does. It always cracks me up when somebody says, oh, you got to go to this one restaurant. It's got great pancakes. I mean, don't all pancakes taste the same? Yeah, they do, actually. It's, let's I mean, let's not uh, mince words about this. Yeah, Fucking I mean, pancake's a pancake. Yeah, pancake's a pancake. I mean, you can only do so much with a pancake. Exactly. So You know, some people always tell me, you got to go to this one place. They have the best pancakes in the world. And I'm like, yeah, they taste like every other place's pancakes to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's a fucking pancake, man. <laughs> I don't get it. But, you it's know. batter, butter, and syrup. That's... Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not real, not real complicated. Mm-mm. All right. That's the big show for this week. I know it's a short one, but uh, there were short movies and we had to, I wanted to get another show together so we wouldn't go two weeks without a show again. So we did a marathon recording, which is weird. We did four movies, and the same amount of time usually takes us to do three, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we also started an hour earlier, too. Yeah, yeah. So, But that is the big show. Uh, nothing else really to say. Don't know what we're covering the week after next. We'll cross oh, that sir. bridge when we get there. All right. Uh, hopefully we'll be coming back soon. Um, with all that, I will say adios. Adios. Thanks for listening. You can find the gentleman at ggtmc.com and you can email the gentleman at midnightcinema at gmail.com